0: No, wait. I will kill you. If you stay ready, you don't
1: have to get ready. Literal death.
2: Hey, guys. Welcome to Startups of the Week, Season 3. I'm Sophia Kanthara, and I'm here with Owen Thomas. Hey, there. And Alex Wilhelm.
1: Hey, guys. And
2: this week, we'll tell you about a company that very quietly got a lot of new funding, a startup that's making healthcare more accessible, and a company that's getting really popular on Instagram. That's all coming up on Startups of the Week. So up first this week, we have Zoom, which is a company that kind of made a name for itself with its pizzas. Um, they would do kind of robotic pizzas where they'd have robots, they would help make these pizzas. And
1: the cool so, part...
0: So these are not pizzas with like little ball bearings or screws as, as. <laughs> no,
1: They're not robotic pizzas. They're pizzas, pizzas made, made by robots. Pizzas yes.
0: made by robots, not of robots. Yes. Uh, robots that sounds would, much more delicious.
2: Yes. Robots would help make these pizzas. But what I think was, you know, even cooler is that they would make the, these pizzas in trucks. And you would order them on an app and they'd make them as they're, you know, driving to you for delivery. So they market them as very fresh, like art, like artisanal pizzas. Wait, Um,
0: artisanal yet robotic.
2: (laughs) Yes, that is how they market it. I love startups. (laughs) I love
0: the marketing claims they make that are completely contradictory with what they actually do. But go on.
2: But the idea behind it is like, you know, it's like getting a brick oven pizza, right? Like minutes after it's made, not ordering from Pizza Hut and having, you know, this pizza come out like half an hour later, half cold, that kind of thing. Um, but so Zoom is our first company, but I did contact them earlier this week to see if I could. Um, you know, a, have a, an interview.
0: And we've written about them. So I would have thought they they would have rung you back in, like, minutes.
2: Absolutely. We have written about them a couple times. Um, but they said that, you know, thanks for reaching out, but we're not interested in participating in an interview, which I thought was kind of strange because we've talked to them before.
1: And, and they just raised money. I mean, the reason why they're mm-hmm. in our the eyesight today is they raised $375 million. And after you raise capital, most companies want to go out there, trumpet it, get publicity, get their CEO to go blah, 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 on the blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a big moment for them. But, Absolutely. But nothing.
2: Yeah, and it was about $375 million, which is a lot, not even like a statement put out. And then I realized why that might be. It's because, as the Wall Street Journal reported a little bit earlier, um, the $375 million comes from the SoftBank Vision Fund, is what they are saying.
1: Now, a Mm -hmm. year ago, getting money from SoftBank was super, super sexy. It was the best thing you could possibly do. It meant that you now had a capital advantage. You had an enormous ally in this $100 billion vehicle. You had... Japanese connections, it was enormous. It was the thing to have. But what's changed since then?
2: Well, so the SoftBank Vision Fund, which is about $100 billion, um, is very heavily backed by the by Saudi Arabia, um, which has not been in the news for good things recently. Um, if you guys remember recently, unfortunately, the journalist, at, he was a columnist at the Washington Post, Jamal um, Khashoggi, Khashoggi um, was killed. And because of that, I mean... Having ties with Saudi Arabia right now is, like, not a good idea. It's
1: radioactive. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, Uber, yeah. for example, has taken a lot of Saudi money, in fact, a direct investment, as well as uh, through Softbank. SoftBank. And they are really wrestling with what to do. For example, Uber CEO, Dara Castro-Shahi, decided he would not attend... Uh, a big conference in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia last month called the Future Investment Initiative. This is a big deal. People call it Davos in the desert. He was, um, you know, he was a scheduled speaker. And so for him to withdraw was uh, was a big, big um, statement. Because yes.
1: Saudi Arabia directly or indirectly owns... A double-digit percentage of Uber. I mean, almost
0: a sixth of the company, I
1: yeah. think. So that would be 16%, 17%. So it's, it's substantial. Um, now, there's another problem in this for the Vision Fund itself. It has so much committed capital from uh, the Saudi Arabian uh, government. And it, what do you do now? What, how do you keep investing in it? So there's a lot of tension there. But for Zoom, this should have been their victory lap. They should have been out there going, we've mm-hmm. raised $375 million and we'd only raised less than $50 million before. This should have been the, the grand slam, the home run. Instead, they're being... Silent.
2: Yes. And so also just for reference, the Saudi Arabia out of that $100 billion fund, they put in about $45 billion. So they are significant investors there. Um, but yeah, it should have been because a lot of the companies that the Vision Fund has invested in, in the past are big name companies or big name startups like Uber, DoorDash, um, wow. NVIDIA. Um, so it should be their victory lap, but yeah, since, you know, that the killing of the journalist, it's not a good luck to be accepting money from the stopping vision fund. Now,
0: the question is, does this actually do anything to Zoom?
1: Does the it change, publicity.
0: does it change, you know, does it change their plans? Does it, I think the crucial question for any startup is really, are they going to be able to recruit the talent they want because of reputational problem like this really hits you in recruiting when you when your recruiters tag a software engineer who's got the key machine learning talent that you need is she going to say no i don't want to be involved with this or is she going to say well oh oh, yeah i mean you've got investors you know who cares they don't you know they don't say what you do day to day and i find the problem you're solving interesting that is a big unknown i mean i think we just see it play out over time Can I be a little cynical about that? Because
1: I think that's entirely Mm -hmm. correct. And especially recruiting now in and around the technology world has never been more competitive, probably, except for maybe 2000 But what they also have now is tons of money. And what you can do is just whack people with money, and they make them work for you even if they have concerns. And with the scale of capital they just raised, they have flexibility to go out and acquire talent um, in ways they couldn't before. So I think Owen's completely correct. But if they decide to use a big money stick instead, maybe that can alleviate some of that problem for them. But can we go back to the actual product? Mm-hmm. So I, it's so it's pizza it's made pizza. by,
0: but not of robots. Right,
1: exactly. That's delivered artisanally, but also robotically to my house and it's fresh. Now, as a very lazy person, I'm sold on this. This makes a lot of sense to me. I will try this. I, I,
0: I have to say, I really do feel Zoom consistently overhypes what they do. I mean, other pizza delivery shops heat pizzas en route. Uh, you know, this idea of like bake as you know, bake as you roll is not you know Sorry. is not that is not
1: amazing. that new <laughs> bacon circles as we roll yeah it just feels good All right. um
0: you know i think that i think the question though is what's very interesting is think about the costs of um courier you know of drivers of you know of workers in you know in the restaurant if the automation actually reduces their labor costs to the point that they can offer a cheaper better pizza then I think you're really talking about something. Um, Amazing stat I saw is that Domino's is the largest uh, player in food delivery by like orders of magnitude. So, you know, we talk all day long about Postmates
1: and DoorDash and And Uber Eats Eats and and, and,
0: and, and, and Domino's
1: is bigger than them all. I know we need to move on to the next company, but if you want to see a really fun chart, go look at Domino's stock price over the last year or so. It's fantastic. It's actually one of the most impressive runs you've ever seen of any company ever. Precisely to Owen's point, they are in the right place with the right product, and they just paid off. But let's leave Zoom aside. What's going on next?
2: Okay. So up next, we have Carbon Health, which um, is our deal of the week because it merged with direct urgent care. Um, It's kind of, you know, we kind of featured it because it's bringing a combination of the technology with the actual physical Clinics because now with this new merger they'll have seven locations across Northern California. Um, So Carbon Health is I mean it's interesting because they kind of do like their the idea behind it is bringing making healthcare more accessible. So they have not only where you can like walk in and have the kind of urgent care experience, but you can also do video visits, that kind of thing. Um, so if you need to reach a doctor, you can in the
1: easiest way. I, I like that. This is kind of the concierge medical play we've seen with uh, Owen help me Out. It's One Medical? One
0: Medical uh, one medical is kind of a more conventional uh, medical clinic chain. They do take insurance, for example. They charge you, I think the fee is somewhere between $100 and $200 a year, and that gets you faster appointments mostly and also some online services um, and i've used it and it's fine um, there's <laughs> Actually, in the medical
1: world fine is a pretty good endorsement because it's yeah. not well, it's so yeah. suckingly awful
0: there's and there's another startup called forward which is really emphasizing technology i don't believe they take insurance so you pay them for services directly um you know very interesting for example to the entrepreneur who doesn't have uh, health insurance or right. you know or only has like a you know very basic plan um, and just you know may want more kind of high-tech care than you would get in an ordinary um, clinic this strikes me as interesting it's somewhere in between that the fact that they're opening up urgent care suggests to me that their approach of having a single clinic plus telemedicine probably was was not cutting it they need you know when you're not feeling good you want to go in and get seen by a human being as soon as possible. Yes.
1: Yeah. I had a, I had an ear thing like three or four months ago and I kept calling like the Kaiser, like talk to someone line and they were like, you'll be fine. I was just terrified. My ear was going to explode. If I could have gone somewhere at that moment that wasn't the ER, I would have it would have been fantastic when I go to the ER I'm always worried they're going to send me like a $20,000 bill mm-hmm. so I kind of want to avoid that but I, yeah. I like it but they've raised um, $6.5 to date and so they're not the world's biggest company and they're certainly not as well capitalized as Zoom but it's a cool deal
2: yeah absolutely um, and so headed to our last startup of the week, it is Year and Day, which you may have seen on Instagram. <laughs> um, they are a tableware company um, that's based here in San Francisco. Their founder and CEO is actually born and raised in the city. Um, and they're trending this week because they opened up a pop-up shop in Soho in New York. Um, but basically, they're like a tableware company where... So that's
1: cups and plates and... Yes. Okay. Um, Forks, spoons, knives.
2: Yes, they do. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Um so, but they focus on just like a couple different simple designs. They say the colors are inspired by the California coastline. Um, and they said they try to keep it intentionally simple um, so that you don't have a ton, tons and tons of options um, to pick something out. Um, and this is popular
1: on Instagram because people want to show it off. Is that the kind of the idea?
2: Yeah, they want to show off their table settings. You know, it is okay. pretty. Uh, we, has,
1: has anyone here done that before? Just gonna I have hands. added it
2: to my story. Like when I have like a very aesthetically pleasing meal and everything looks nice, I do take a picture I and add it to my story. Okay, so this <laughs> resonates. I mean, maybe
1: not with me, but I'm boring. So, you know, there we go.
0: Yeah. So is, it, is a problem with conventional stuff like I would just go to Crate and Barrel. Um, if I needed tableware. Mm-hmm. You know, or like on the high end, I would go to the beloved uh, Gumps, which is no longer with us. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Gumps. <laughs> I'm going to pour out my buy clementine uh, Clementine soda right now. But the mm-hmm. idea is that glug, this is glug, glug.
1: materially more physically appealing, probably roughly as effective, but it's another D2C company, direct-to-consumer, yes. that's blowing up and doing quite well for itself. This has been a thing but we've seen across the show for some this, time.
0: Is, is this enough to be called a startup? No. I mean, is, you know, like the social media connection, the fact that they're selling direct to consumers online, I mean, it depends on growth, actually. I said no a second ago, but I want to take that back. If I, I mean, growing... it's the same question about like Warby Parker or like online mattress companies. Mm-hmm. Are are they really doing something that different from what you could do in kind of the old world? And And the fact that they're opening up a pop-up shop tells me no, They've, they realize they need some kind of physical retail presence. But I would like to hear, I, I guess I am open to hearing about what these companies do that's different, that really elevates them to that you know kind of tech-powered startup category, as opposed to just being a new brand that's out there.
1: This is a, a, a good thing for us to think about. Maybe for 2019, it's the show kind of keeps going, what, what is really a startup? Because I think, Owen, you just implied there should be a larger tech component to it. But we didn't say tech startup. We said startup. And I think that's a more generic term. I view startups through the lens of growth. Is it growing incredibly quickly and making waves? Yes. Then probably a startup of some variety. Maybe we want to have a str- stricter tech net, if you will, around what we count. Or- or a, mm-hmm.
0: a debate category. Is it a startup?
1: <laughs> I, mean, I actually wrote a post entitled, What is a Startup 2018 Edition? Because I got so sick of answering that question. <laughs> so, And, you and Sophia,
0: that. you actually talked to this company. What argument would they make? So I
2: company? think they would probably um, argue about growth as well. Um, where in terms of like the tech aspect of it, like no, they're it's not. They don't have some sort of crazy new technology that's you know for these plates. Um, they are designed here in manufacturing Europe, made, you know, Responsibly, that kind of thing, but their growth is so they about have about uh, two point five million dollars in funding. Um, they're just over a year old. Um, one thing, and I don't know, this isn't like in sales or anything, but as I said, they're very popular on Instagram. They started with like 200 followers, and now they're at like 19.4 million. Whoa. Or sorry, sorry, 19.4 thousand. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was about yeah. to say that's insane. No, but still, over the 90, course of a year, yeah,
1: almost 20 thousand followers. Is, yeah, uh, and Mandy is
2: Moore bad. is a huge fan too. So like,
1: the celebrity
0: endorsements always help.
2: Yes, that's so a,
0: that's a celebrity, Alex.
1: I, I know mm-hmm. the name. I just don't know what she does or did. It's, she's a Singer, celebrity
2: actress. <laughs> <laughs> What has celebrity. she been in
1: that I would know?
0: She's famous, Alex. That, she that's the, what a celebrity does.
1: She was in the Princess Diaries. <laughs> I think I saw that. Okay, there you go. I have a connection made. Thank you. She um, has an
0: Instagram account. I think that's all you have to do no, to, that's not to, to be, be a influencer. celebrity.
1: I feel a celebrity has to require some sort of merit to it. Anyways, I think we're officially off the rails. So
2: Okay, well, let's see if we can get back on the rails next week. We'll be back in seven days with three more companies. Startups of the Week is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the Editor-in-Chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow us on Twitter at Tech Chronicle and support Startups of the Week and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.
1: her number 1 recording peak on the billboard 200 is 14th <laughs> <laughs> just saying uh, i wish we could have pulled not that feeling up. that bad that i didn't know who she is